Welcome to the Wildcast Podcast, coming to you from Wildcast Studios with your hosts, Adam Lund and Jeremy Boucher. Welcome to Wildcast Studios for the annual mega Christmas episode on the Wildcast Podcast, your unofficial voice of all things Moncton Wildcast, presented by Alpha's Appliance Solutions. Right now, they've got the Boxing Day savings event. Uh, From now until January 3rd, save $150 when you purchase any two qualifying kitchen appliances, three when you purchase any three, and the Boxing Week laundry savings event, January till January third, save a hundred dollars when you purchase two eligible washer wash Whirlpool Maytag appliances. I was distracted by you punching because I just realized you're punching for box boxing. Day. <laughs> <laughs> um, consisting of one eligible washer and one eligible dryer. I am your host, Elf Adam Lund, and I am joined by your favorite co-hoster. In one of the most beautiful shirts I've seen, it is the third of the week, uh, Mr. Jeremy Boucher, who is the writer for Rocket Sports for the QMJHL via the Hockey News. You're in the festive spirit, eh? I guess so. You know, <laughs> if this is a mega episode, I have yeah. to dress for it. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I, uh, you know, you dressed I, a little bit better than I did. I just wanted my son of a nutcracker t-shirt. I thought I'd bring out the Christmas lights uh, right. on the Hawaiian shirt, because we used to do Hawaiian shirts on the... Uh, off season, right? Off season, yeah. Yeah, but you know, here we are, Hawaiian shirt for Christmas. And yeah, yeah. I was gonna wear my sweater from the game, but I would die because it is just. It's fifteen full of degrees wires. on <laughs> yeah. December eighteenth. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, I I hate that snow. Carbon tax is really working. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Remember, hockey, not politics. Hockey, not politics. I uh, I hate snow. I, I I truly hate it. I hate the cold. Um, but I do just want a sprinkle of snow on the twenty fifth. It won't be here. I hope you people uh, get snow in, in Moncton, but I will be in Alberta where it will not be minus 70, thank Jesus, um, literally, because last time we went, I think it was minus. We left in shorts here, and uh, we had our big winter coats, and everybody looked at us funny, and we landed in Alberta, and it was like, I think it was a 28-degree difference from Moncton to, I think it was like plus plus 8 here and like minus 28 there. Like, it wow. was Ridiculous! You, you once you got lower to the cloud, the clouds, just white hmm. for miles. You could see, and it was just it was not a good experience. So I'm excited to go home. Um, a to see my family. B, it's not going to be minus uh, minus forty. Are you geared up, ready to go to Ontario? Well, I'll, I'll be geared up Thursday afternoon. You know, yeah. I don't I don't take very long to pack. I'm only gone for five days, so all three of my shirts, all three pairs of the jeans that I own, <laughs> uh, maybe a pair of shorts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wildcats hat and a berry hoodie. Pretty much. Yeah. Then you're all set. You play the part. Yeah, pretty much. Now, you shop. You're the online shopper of the two of us. I still haven't gone to the mall. I mean, just kidding, Layla. I went to the mall. <laughs> your gifts are purchased. Um, did you ship all your gifts to Ontario, or did you get them here, and then you're packing uh, them and taking them with so you? So, some are here, and some are in Ontario. So, uh, yeah, Avery's going to have most of her presents from Megan's side of the family to open there. Yeah. And then we're like, once we're home, we'll have our Christmas at home. Oh, okay. So it'll be, you know, Santa Claus will still come to our house. Right. She just won't open the presents until the 27th. Oh, okay. So he won't yeah. visit there and here. He's just visiting here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. Do, do you find you get less in the mode for Christmas when you're going somewhere and you have to ship the gifts? And I know you're the online guy, so you ship the gifts already, but like. I mean, it's different maybe because you're, you're not taking all the gifts, but we barely have, we have no gifts upstairs. Like mm-hmm. we're, Layla shipped all her stuff. I shipped a couple of things. I did buy you something already. Um, but I just don't feel like in the mode of Christmas shopping because 
I'm not going to come home and wrap it or put it in a bag or, or whatever. It's it's going to be taken with us. Do you kind of feel that same way yeah, when you there's, travel? There's not as many gifts under the tree right now as there <laughs> normally yeah. is. Yeah. But, I mean, there's still probably 15 to 20 under there. Oh. So it's, wow. uh, yeah, there's, I mean, for those, that's also gifts that we're taking there. Right. Yeah. So. For the three of us, we'll have one suitcase, and then another suitcase will be gifts. Yeah, we're we've got the two carry-ons, and then lost. <laughs> we, yeah, we got the two carry-ons, and we got the one big suitcase that we're gonna actually ship to uh, to Alberta. You caught up on uh, Hell's Kitchen? I it, am. It took a week off. I am. Yeah. Um, every time they put up Jason, it's against somebody that actually deserves to go home, <laughs> and I'm just getting so tired of it. But man, I, I'm just waiting for Jonathan to like. Threw him right under the bus, like just kick his ass. <laughs> it's coming. I, you, yeah. know, you know it's going to happen eventually. I mean, there's not. Uh, he's on thin ice, if you ask me. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. blackjack episode now, yeah. right? So seven of them, of only five left, and so two will be going home on. Uh, yeah, yeah. there should be an episode. Yeah, it'll be an episode Thursday. Yeah, I feel like it'll be. I feel like it'll be Jason and. Um, oh, what's her name? Sandra, I think. Mm. I think it'll be Jason and Sandra that don't get the black jackets. I think. I just I, like Demir has been such a leader. Yep. The Irish guy Ryan, he can cook. Jonathan is just killing everyone. Yep. Um, Sammy's hanging in there. So I think those are your four of the five. And I can't remember who the other one is because, of course, I didn't I'm care about names. Yeah, exactly. I, <laughs> I'm good with names until uh, we get on the too many hats. Yep. Yeah. No, I got it. Yep. <laughs> All right, don't forget, as always, you can follow us on the social medias, Twitter, Moncton Wildcast, Instagram, Wildcast Podcast, TikTok, Wildcast Podcast, and, of course, like and subscribe here on the YouTube. Click the bell so you don't miss any shows. Um, quick question, sir. The trade period has been a snooze fest. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think yeah. someone had it. was like 22 trades on day one last year, um, only four so far on day one. I think we had two today, like just absolutely nothing. We'll talk about some of them mm-hmm. here later on, even in our Maritime preview show yesterday. If you haven't watched that, go to our YouTube. Um, both Pat and Jamie said there's just no rumors. Yeah. Well, usually we know trades leading up to day one, and we're not surprised by any of the moves. Um, so I figured let's put our Christmas list of players we want uh, that Richie should look at acquiring. Now, we're going to preface this by saying we're going to Talk about adding the players. We're not going to talk about players we want traded out. We're not going mm-hmm. to talk about picks traded out, picks coming in, because that's way above our pay grade. And by our pay grade, I mean we don't get paid for this, and Richie gets Richie does. Um, so if Richie came to you and asked you for some players, um, I have four. I also uh, have four. You have four. We'll see how many we have. Hopefully they're not the same. Hopefully they're not the same, although we were talking about my four last night. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, I'll go with my four, uh, mm-hmm. three forwards, one defenseman. Now I talked early on that I wanted to fix that bottom six depth guys, um, the defense. And so, uh, out of Valdor, uh, defenseman, Nathan Drapeau, okay. who would be in consideration for one of our twenties next year. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy you were talking about, Alexander guy. Okay. Yeah. Um, he would be another gee. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for us English people, Alexander guy, um, Oh five. Um, so he fits in the mold. Mm-hmm. Um, Euro, Eric Smiteko from okay. St. John. Yep. And uh, from Schwinnigan, Natan Ethier okay. in 05. Now, Guy, Ethier, Mateko. Uh, Guy is 6'2". Ethier is 6'1". And Mateko is 6'5". Mm-hmm. So you leave the top six as is. You add size to the bottom six. 
They fit in what we want for the Memorial Cup age-wise. You add a veteran defenseman in Drapeau that has experience this year and becomes what Bhutan was for us this year. Um, I think those are the four players that I would uh, I would like to acquire because I've said depth. That's not big game hunting. You maybe don't have to get away with high picks in 2025 there. Um, you can kind of, depending on the players and the picks you move, you may keep your 2025 first that you can use next year's trade deadline mm-hmm. to kick the door in in Ramuski. So um, for me, that's how I would fix, not fix, but that's how I would acquire for that bottom six. Yeah, uh, I actually only have four defensemen. Four defensemen. Four defensemen wow. on my list, uh, and I'm I'm not saying to go out and acquire all these four defensemen no, no. <laughs> because there's just flat out no yeah. room. Yeah, uh, but uh, I'm on board with you with the with the Nathan Drapeau. He is mm-hmm. on my list as well. Um, this one, this guy would probably cost a little too much, but Ty Higgins in Bathurst. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's 19 year old. See, they're all these are all 19 year old defensemen. Yeah. Um. So. Drapo would be one. Ty Higgins is the second one. Uh, Angus Booth. Classic name. Out of Schwagen. Yep. And uh, Mateo Mann. Out of St. John. So, okay. Yeah. So, four 19-year-old defensemen. Um, and, yeah, I think... Hey, he had all them. That is that experience. If you... Because if you, if you want to look at it this way, and... When we were at the game on Friday, it was Etienne Rouleau that mentioned this to us, and I kind of had a inkling that it was that that it had happened. But mm-hmm. if you look at all the defensemen currently on our roster, they are all first round picks in some way. So really, yeah. So Etienne Morin, well, with the exception oh. of Morin, Morin was a second round pick. Yeah, he's yeah, the yeah. only defenseman on. Our top, I guess, top six that was not a first round pick, but he's legit a first round pick. Like he's yeah, if it wasn't a COVID you know, year, there's yeah, no way he would have been a first round pick. Yeah, he'd have been top ten, right? So Morin should should have been a first round pick. Yep. Olivia Boutin was a first round pick. Um, Zelensky was a first round pick in the import draft. Right. Landowski was a first round pick in the Q draft. Right. Forte Jean was a first round pick in the Q draft. And I am missing one. Dubray. Dubray. Well, he's, well, he's in and out of the lineup. Um, who am I missing? Grenier. Grenier. And Grenier was a first round pick. For St. John. Yeah. Right. So all, all of our top six defensemen on a good, healthy day yeah. are first round picks. With the, Like I said, with the exception of Morin. But I mean, redo the draft. He's top five. Yeah. He's nowhere near Moncton. Yeah. <laughs> so that's. Um, yeah. And if you want to keep with that. The only, I think, the only one you bring in is Nathan Drapeau. Right. Because I think I, uh, Ty Higgins was a free agent. Yeah, Mateo Man. Uh, Angus Booth, I, I, it was either second, third, or fourth round. Yeah. Mateo Mann was not a first-round pick. And then Drapeau. So, Drapeau, if you want to keep with the first, all of our defensemen are first-round picks, Drapeau's your target. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I was, uh, where I went with, uh, the, the, with mid, my list. The, mid, the man one kind of surprises me just because he was available earlier in the mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not sure if I remember you talking about possibly acquiring him, but I think last year you may have yeah talked about it. So yeah. that, that, that one kind of surprises me. But, um, if you had to rank them in order, cause obviously you're not going to acquire four 19 year old defensemen and, 
Um, you know, which which one would you would you what order would you put them in? I think um, I'd probably go with Angus Booth as one. Right. Um, name on because of his name or well, it's play on it's, the ice? it's it's just play it's play on the ice yeah, and yeah. the name is great. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think Ty Higgins of all four, Ty Higgins will cost the most. Right. Believe it or not, for being a free agent. Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if I want to pay, um, you know, said price. But uh, I think, yeah, so I think it would go, for me, Angus Booth, Ty Higgins, Jopro, and Mann would be my would be my list. Mann's last just based on, you know, injuries, injury troubles he's had mm-hmm. recently. That's kind of slowed down his, his uh, you know, what I, what I thought would be, you know, a pretty good season for, for you know, a defenseman of his age. Yeah. Uh, and I think all four are... Easily back next year, right? So it's yeah, yeah. um, uh, in most teams, you know, you probably want to do. You have a twenty. You'll have a twenty-year-old forward in Loshing. This case, you'll have a twenty-year-old defenseman, and you'll have a twenty-year-old goalie. Goaltender, yeah. Right. So you have a twenty-year-old at, at every position, uh, and uh, yeah, that's just by the way, the way I looked at it. And that's that's kind of what I did with going a bunch of O fives and then going with one O four because mm-hmm. I was looking at actually getting a defenseman so you have that one forward one uh goaltender one defenseman as your 20 year old instead of having two and because yeah. you you do want that um that veteran experience so basically what we're saying is richie needs to call valdor st john schwinnigan which are kind of the three players three teams that they've had a good trading rapport with in the past year, whether it's Valdor and Spence and Pelche or St. John and uh, Dao or Schwinnigan uh, over the past. Mondu, yeah. Yeah. And even going back to the Memorial Cup year, yeah. kind of swap trade mm-hmm. um, type thing. But it's you can see the history on it. And it's funny how both of us took players from those teams that they've had good um, good trading history with. Well, I mean, that's why, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, for me, I think. Um, I'm not uh, again. I'll bring up what I said in the trade, uh, our trade preview show. My French literacy, literacy <laughs> skills uh, came into uh, came to good use because mm-hmm. uh, you know there is an article by Kevin Barrett about the trading period, but there's also one in Acadie Nouvelle. And if my French is correct, and I'm reading it correctly, it says that Richie wouldn't be against acquiring a 19 year old defenseman. Doesn't say forward. Mm-hmm. It just it specifically says nineteen year old defenseman. So when you think of that, you're like, okay, well that's clearly target number one. Right. Yeah. And then you go, you just call the teams and say, what do you want? Is yeah. he available? What do you want? Yeah, and, and so far it's been quiet, and we'll see. Uh, well, wasn't it low on set that I tried to read his uh, his article in Le Droit, I think it's called the Soleil. Yeah, the Soleil. The sunshine. Um, <laughs> But I'd already read three of them this past week, so oh, yes. I, I got, I, yeah. I'm off the paywall, so I don't have to. I have to pay for it now. But um, somebody had translated it to that like the prices are just astronomical yeah. to start right now, and that's why there's little to no movement. Because mm-hmm. hey, what's this guy worth? Seven first rounders. Okay, cool. Click. Yeah. Like, well, that's what that's what it said in the Acadie Nouvelle article. Is um, there was um, it said that the cost to acquire. A twenty-year-old 
this year is more than what Halifax paid last year to get Josh Lawrence. And what did they pay last year? Uh, and last year they play they paid a first and a second. So it's yeah. And there's not many teams that have that. And yeah. when I was looking for players on different teams, I was I first team I went to was Shakutami. I'm like, well, they've got an embarrassment of riches of young players and veterans that you've got to move on. Yeah. And I'm like, but they don't have to because they're they kind of push their rebuild back one extra year by having those four picks. So I'm like. They, they didn't have anyone, and it was tough to go around the league and find everybody would like to add the top players. But when you realistically look at who you need to add, you have to go by the ages, and you have mm. to find the right group of players. And, I mean, mm. yeah, you look at teams that don't have a lot of first round first and second round picks. There's not a lot of them. Uh, oh, of course, the page is going to take its time. Stupid weather. Um, there's not <laughs> a lot of teams that have those, those assets. Like, Moncton doesn't even have a first-round pick this year. Right. So – if they were even in consideration for big game hunting, um, they're looking at 2025 first round or 2026, well, which those are picks you want to move yeah. next trade period um, to get ready for a Memorial Cup run. Yeah, you got to get creative. And I mean, Moncton doesn't have a first round pick um, this year because it was the Carrier, yeah. the Carrier deal, which 100% I would do over again. Yeah. You know, it's uh, I've, I've got no issue with that. And. So that's, yeah, there's got to get creative, you know, whether it's using a, a prospect in your system to, to include in the deal, um, whether it's using, you know, one of your, one of your bottom six, you know, guys that it's not necessarily playing often or yeah. may need to change the scenery. Uh, that's, if you can include a, a roster player with a bit of league experience, it's, it's going to help kind of lower your, uh, lower your price. Yes. So you got to get, you got to get creative. It's like in uh, in the NHL where you attach a first round pick or a higher pick to that player with a high salary that you just need to get off the books. Yep. That's kind of what you have to do is you kind of have to try and figure out how you can attach something to make it a little bit more sweeter to uh-huh. get uh, to get the deals done here. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, I I've said it for three weeks. You've said it for three weeks. Like I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Like you know. We've already had two straight days, and maybe by the time you hear this, there's a trade. But I'm not holding my breath. I, no. I, there would have been stuff already if it was yeah. anything. But well, that's okay. You know, we'll uh, yeah. keep our, keep our phones on and yeah. see what happens. Yeah, it's either going to happen at uh, ten o'clock in the morning or <laughs> two a.m. because that's how that's how this uh, this stuff gets done. But let's get to uh, let's get some news notes from around the queue. News and notes from around the queue. Well, I mean, I think the biggest news is we have a new league name. Um, the QMJHL is now, uh, instead of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, it is now the Quebec Maritimes Junior Hockey League. Um, to the chagrin of many uh, of the uh, of the writers in the QMJHL, um, which, like I said on our preview show last last yesterday, or I guess Monday. Uh, when it came out, I don't understand why they were so mad. Mm. Like, it's not like we took Quebec out of the name. It's not like we made it the Eastern Hockey League or the Eastern Junior Hockey League, like the WHL and the OHL. It's just, and like Pat said, could the Ontario Hockey League survive without three American teams? Probably. Um, could the Western Hockey League? I, I doubt it, but it's kind of pretty Western there. 
Um, yeah, it, it's time. It should have happened when they redid the logo. Um, but I, I'm happy to see it. It's one-sixth of your league. We should have been included um, quite a while ago, but uh, it's good to see. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Uh, like I said, it should have been done years ago. Uh, for some reason, it wasn't. And for those who didn't tune into the trade preview show, I'll repeat what I said. Uh, Chikini has uh, already accomplished more in uh, one year than Corto has done in 30 years. Yeah. So just uh, because that's how long I've wanted that to change. Uh, so good to see it. Yep, absolutely. Um, we did have some trades. They're very minimal. Um, I mean, this thing kicked off with a bang and a deal that, I wish I would have had more time to try and get uh, our friend from Blainville, that's, his name is eluding me now, uh, Cedric, to talk about this deal. But Baycomo sends Olivier Charlot and a first in 2026 uh, to Blainville for Charles Edward Gravel. Um, and that's it. It's just uh, goalie for goalie swap, and they just threw in to get creative a first-round pick in 2026. Um which then it came out a little bit later, or actually came out the next day, Baycomo sent a first in 2024, a first in 2025, and a second back to Gatineau in 2026 um, to Gatineau, and it was just blank. There was no name, and a lot of people thought maybe that was the, the Luno deal, which obviously would not come out beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the Raul Bulliard? Well, Raul Bulliard, yeah. Was, yeah. I couldn't remember which one it was, but um, I mean... We've talked about this at off air a bunch, but Bacon almost got no first in twenty four, no first in twenty five, no first in twenty six, and they still need some things. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand this trade at all. It's I thought he was going there to be a backup. Yeah. You know, it's uh it's for Chiarlo to be involved. I remember seeing that at the game Friday and sending you and you were like, What the hell is this? So yeah. I think it caught a lot of people by surprise and uh it was it was a panic trade for sure for some reason Paycomo's GM just didn't think that Ciarlo had it in him this year to go on a long run and so they had to go and get another nutminder and I don't know if, if this could crazy. this could make or break them you know it could be a deal that that makes us look silly or it could be a trade that makes him look silly yeah uh so I guess we'll have to wait uh Another five months to see which way it goes. Because as of right now, and this is from, I just pulled the Sunday stats, or the Monday stats. Bay Como's won 10 in a row. Last 10, they've actually won 13 in a row. Uh, I think Charlotte had a four-game, or three-game shutout streak. Um, he's 20, Crazy. 21 in, i got to get to the goaltender stats here. Uh, so Gravel is twenty and three and two in twenty five starts. Gravel in twenty five starts is fourteen and nine. Now Charlo's goals against is two seven five. Gravel is two six three. Now the save percentage. I think Gravel finally got. Uh, so Gravel was. Uh, wish you could highlight this stuff. Gravel was nine twelve, um, and Charlo is still under nine hundred and eight nine six save percentage. But we saw him for seven games. He stole that series. Um, he was the reason they went that far, but my my thing is, and a I'm so glad we don't have to discuss this trade as a Wildcats trade. Like if Richie had made this type of move, like we have to not justify it, but kind of scratch our head to figure it out. But 
you still need a backup goaltender. That's it. Like, yeah. who are you going to go get when you don't have a – or even add to it? Like, the team is so good right now, you could add a few little pieces, but no 24, no 25, no 26 first-round pick. So, you're now – like, Gravel was your big game. And Raul, I guess. That was your, your big moves. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and now with, you're looking with Bay Como. They don't necessarily need top six help, right? So you're not you're not going to go and spend a first round pick on a bottom six forward. You know they still have the picks in the cupboards to go and get get those you know those depth players that will mm. fill in on the third or fourth line. And same thing with their defense. They don't need a one. They don't need a number one or a number two defenseman. They need you know a five or six defenseman. Yeah. Which is why I, I mentioned on on uh, Carlton Michelle out of Charlottetown. You know, I think a player like him t- could go into Baycomo and be a perfect, you know, bottom pair guy. Right. Uh, which is what they need. It's not going to cost much. So it, it's I think the way Baycomo is looking at it is they used sig- a significant asset to go and address a need, mm-hmm. uh, and that was clearly their number one target and i think that any other deals that they make from now until the 6th of january will just be you know little pieces here and there like a uh, liam leonard you know when monkton got liam leonard, yeah, yeah, yeah right little yeah. pieces like that that's yeah. gonna uh, help out your uh you know that that bottom six yeah i i'm trying to look at the goaltenders that might be available and say hello um ruchia potentially fleming um, if Ramuski wants to upgrade, maybe Philly on, um, Quentin Miller. I don't even know. Maybe even, um, Hagen in, in, uh, well, Hagen wants to be a number right. one. Yeah. So he's not going to go to Bay Como now because he's not, but he be knows he'll one. be the number one. Cause is Gravel back next year? Is he 19 or is he 20? He's 19. So he'll be 20. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, out of those goaltenders, I, I don't. Hilaire to me goes to Drummondville. I think that's that would be the place for him to go to back up and then take over for Riley Mercer. Um, Quentin Miller apparently is rumored to go to Ramuski. Um, Fleming kind of fits in Halifax backup because they need a backup goaltender. So now you're now you're competing with some of these teams for backup goaltenders. Yeah, but I just don't know. I I just to me it just mind boggles me, like a lot of people and and like you said if this works. Because they haven't, I can't remember how many years it was, but Louis Phil Gagnier, who was on with the Jackass with us last year, said something like it'd been like seven or eight years, uh, or seven or eight playoff series where they haven't been out of the first round, and mm-hmm. this puts a ton of pressure on Gravel now to be the guy to get him out of the first round. I mean, if they don't get out of the first round, oh. I think there's gonna be some <laughs> uh, some yeah. Yeah. Somebody's going to be showing the door. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a few other moves. Uh, St. John uh, acquired uh, Chad Beller to Sherbrooke for Cohen Miller. Um, one today, Ramuski, or I guess Monday it would be. Uh, Matthias Aguilar uh, was sent to Victoriaville, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a four, fourth in 2024 for Pierre-Marc Minville and a second. So that kind of works for both teams because Pierre or Minville works with Ramuski to host Memorial Cup. Aguilar helps Victoriaville now, um, but there's just nothing. Nope. There's nothing to get excited about. We have we have our Twitter notifications open, hoping a that something came down the pipe yesterday while we were nothing. doing the show. Nothing today. It just it's so it's 
pin drop. Frustrating. It's pin drop. Yeah. Yeah, but it's gonna happen. It'll happen. You know, prices are high. It's it's gonna take one. Probably one overpayment. Is it the Savoy? I think he's the next. Is is that what kind of kicks this thing off? Because well, everyone I think knows. He, I think he needs to be healthy. Yeah. Probably needs to pass a physical. Because I'm assuming those. teams know what Leno's return is, oh, or yeah. roughly, yeah. or roughly about. So they plan around that. But to actually a trade that's not involving a World Junior, which is Hilaire and and uh, Leno, yeah. you kind of feel Savoy is the next. Is everyone waiting to see what that bar is and then work, I guess, down from there or work around from there? Because it could be, yeah. He's going to have a lot of, um, con- well, not a lot, but he's that's got to be a trade where there's going to be some conditions on it. You would you would think so. Uh, I haven't heard an update on his condition and since it happened. Yeah. You know, so we don't even know how he's doing or when they expect him to be back and nothing like that. I mean, there's there's rumors out there, but just nothing's. Nothing's being put to paper or or being called in. It's yeah. it's just a waiting game at this point, and it's uh, you know lucky for us. It's kind of makes our job a little easier, <laughs> where you know we don't have to dissect uh, yeah. a bunch of trades on our end, and yeah. we can go and speak our minds about uh, both the other ones. Yeah, it's, I mean it's not as fun as the 2019, 2020 when we were acquiring everyone and we got to dissect those moves, but it's also better than the year after that where we had to dissect moving all those players yeah. out um <laughs> funny enough the question on the queue page which division leader will be the most active during the tr- trade period Baycomo, huskies mooseheads or voltageur so far it's Baycomo. so far it's Baycomo. i think it'll be the <laughs> mooseheads once the, yeah. once the dust settles i yeah. think they're they're going to be the most active i don't know how much the huskies although yeah i think i'd pick the mooseheads I think Drummondville will just acquire a goaltender and some defensemen, but the Mooseheads got some work to do. The Q Team of the Week, uh, the final one of the first half and the first one of the Quebec Maritime Junior Hockey League. Um, Nathan Brill of Valdor, three games. He had four goals, two assists. Louis-Francois Belanger, player that you talked about in the preseason, three goals, two assists in three games. Uh, Matthew Catafor, uh, four goals, three assists. In, uh, in three games, the defenseman was Pierre-Olivier Waugh from Victoriaville. Three goals, four assists in those two games played. Isaac Menard of Shawinigan, a goal and three assists in three games. And the goaltender of the week, uh, which you'll Jacob. hear again, Jakob Steinman. Uh, 1-0-0-1, a 9-6-2 save percentage, 1.4 goals against average, and a shutout against Bathurst on the Friday night. Which, speaking of, we should probably talk about those games, eh? Sure. All right. Weekly Rewind. All right, so the Wildcats go 1-0-0-1 on the week, bringing the record to 21-7-2-1 for 46 points on the season. Good enough for third in the conference, second in the Maritimes. They are, sadly, they missed an opportunity on Saturday, but they're two points behind, uh, two points behind Halifax? Yeah. Two points behind Halifax um, in the Maritimes division and I believe still third in the... uh, third in the league oh no they dropped to fifth in the league but tied with the uh, Ren and uh and unacceptable. Drummondville huh? yeah. unacceptable. unacceptable to drop two spots uh Friday night four nothing uh shut out uh man I wish that was the last game of the first half um the way they played now they beat Bathurst four nothing the first period was I mean they got a got up one um had a goal called back they kind of let the 
let Bathurst hang around a little bit, which you don't want to do to teams that are you know below you in the standings. In the third period, they just kind of took things over and uh, just completely just took the game over and showed Bathurst that, no, nah, we let you hang around for a bit. It's our game. Believe it or not, I was actually kind of annoyed. I was an, I was annoyed at the, at this game, and I was annoyed at the Saturday game. I was very annoyed at the Saturday game. I was so I meant last week. I mentioned this team is capable of getting 10, sh- 10 shots on goal a period. Uh, well, they didn't really pour it on until the third. I think you know they hit twenty. I think in the third period. I think so. Uh, but single digits in the first and the second, I just thought was you know, it just you just you can't let it happen, and it's especially. You know, again, I don't want to talk bad about a team, but against a team like Bathurst, you should be able to get, you know, 10 shots on goal a period, and it just didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, outshot in the first. Yeah. Right. It's, 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 you just can't let it happen. You know, and it's a good thing Simon was around because, you know, we could have been going into that. This, this could have went any other way. And Fleming proved during this game why he was, he's going to be a very solid acquisition for for yeah. one for one of the top teams that needs a that needs a backup goalie that's that's all i have to say there's i didn't like the performance friday didn't like performance saturday actually i hated the performance saturday oh yeah no yeah. that was not um that was not great yeah it, like i said they let them hang around and usually when you let teams hang around it's a recipe for disaster um they got away with it i mean it, the the goal that was called back was the um oh, stuff in my ear. <laughs> um the goal that was called back was the turning point. I think if that goes in, it, it's a much mm-hmm. much closer game, and I think Bathurst Bathurst gets a lot of momentum. They the next night uh, they give it back to Steinman, which on the live I thought they might go to Warren, but I was also like, well, the dude just had a shutout. You go back to the the guy that had the shutout. Um, and if it's not for him and his 44 saves or 43 saves, they, they didn't deserve the point flat out. Just like Richie said after the game against Schwinnigan on the live, not good enough. That's exactly what this effort was. They were, if it's not for Steinman, um, they don't get a point. And they had a chance to be tied with the Mooseheads at the break. I don't know if they knew the score because they probably don't score bird watch in the middle of December. But... They had a chance to tie the Mooseheads at the break, and they they flat out just I hate this game, and I wish I like I was thinking during the game I was like, man, I wish this game was on the road. There's not the let me lose them on the road too because they lost last year in Bathurst on the road. So just it's no one got injured thankfully, but yeah, they lose four three in a shootout, and if it's not first time, and they don't even get to the shootout. No, you're right. It was just a they couldn't complete a pass. No, uh, there was. There was no effort. Couldn't complete a pass. Uh, every shot was on. Every shot was being blocked. I mean, that power play they had in overtime. They got. They didn't even get a quality shot, right? It was no. if they got a couple shots, but they they ended up in someone's shin pads. Right? I call That's, that hockey karma. It's just you can't you can't let that happen. I mean, you've yeah. got a, a you got a power you got a chance on a power play in overtime in a game where you shouldn't even be in. Uh, every puck should be going to the net. You know, and they're just, I think they, they wasted two minutes just trying to make the perfect play. And yeah, sure. You want to make a, you want to make a perfect play to score, but it's, it's four on three, yeah. right? You have tons of room out there. Yeah. You have a full uh, minute. You win. They actually won the draw, which yeah. like, that's what you need. You started from there in, in the opposite zone. 
you don't need to make a perfect play when it's four on no. three. There's so much room out there, yeah. right? And all it takes is one defenseman to overcommit, and it's it's basically a four on two. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't capitalize. It was it was disappointing. It was upsetting, and um, that's I'm just glad they didn't have another break. <laughs> have a great have a good Christmas. Yeah. Get this one behind you because it's it's uh, it's starting to be a trend. On the, with the last games before Christmas, it's always yeah. It's that's garbage. now three. That's now three in a row that they've lost. Mm-hmm. Um, before winning the past seven, before that, uh, nothing against K. Breton, but forty six shots against K. Breton, like that's that's too much. That's that's too many. I don't like mm-hmm. that. Um, it also looked like I'm not blaming the officials on the game, but it also looked like they were just done. One penalty for each team. They missed it on both sides. Um, and I think, like I said on the live, I think that was hockey karma. I, I don't really agree with the, the penalty in overtime. It was on a scoring chance, so you, you have to call it. But when you don't call anything for 40 minutes and then you call that, it's hockey gods going, yeah, you get the penalty and you're not going to score. So, um, But let's looking back at the first half, um, a lot of good things to enjoy about this first half for us. Um, just some of the stats last year, uh, up to this point when leading after 20 minutes, they were nine and four when leading after 40, they were 10 and one, um, this year leading after 20, they're 16 and oh, leading after 40, they're 19 and oh. So that seems to be get a lead. Now did get a lead is, uh, what this team needs to do. Cause it's not good. Um, after, uh, last year up to this point, trailing after 23 and seven after 40, they were two and eight. Um, this year it's even worse. Uh, trailing after twenty, they're zero six and one, and trailing after forty, they're zero and seven. So, everybody get leads. Let's keep leads. Um, now for the guy that was on the power play in the preseason and in the first month, I will eat my words. Um, they are the number one power play this year. Twenty eight percent up, ten percent from last year. At this point, they were eighteen point seven. Um, PK is up again from last year, uh, 72% or 77% last year. They're at 80%. So special teams and the road record is what's carried them to a 21 and seven record right now. Hard, hard to disagree. I mean, the, like, I think we mentioned a couple weeks ago, if they were two wins better at home, we'd be first in the, in the division, Yep. you know, and that's, um, it's uh, that's that's to be a focus of theirs going into the second half. You know, don't be. You can still be good on the road, but just be a little better at home. You know, and that's that's all it needs. If you want to win this division, that's all it's going to take in the second half. I'll look like a f- freaking genius because that's what I said <laughs> at the start of the season: is that they Again, win the division. Yeah. Oh no, last year you said they compete till the end. Yeah. It's 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 gonna it's bound to happen, right? <laughs> You're and predicting it's, it every year. It's, it's bound, bound to happen. happen. It's gonna happen yeah. one of these years. Yeah. I'll get it right eventually, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I, I don't want to come in here next year and 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 say we're going to win the division because next year we should win the division. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's I want to if if I want to win a division title, I want it to come unexpectedly, and if there's an opportunity to do it, this is the year to do it uh, because you have the players in place, you have the roster, and yeah, Hellavax is probably going to go get those two. Those two top six forwards they need. Yeah. A goaltender that they – not that they can't count on Miller, but they're going to go get a goaltender that, as a backup, can shut the door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only hope is, you know, we've got the chemistry. We have yeah. the top six chemistry. Yeah. You know, if you go in there and, and, you know, you bring in one guy that's 
just not the right fit. It can it can it can crumble, right? One one bad brick can make a castle crumble, right? And that's uh, you're one not, bad uh, brick make a castle crumble. <laughs> put in that's 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 the line, right? Yeah. It, it's 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 just the way it is. Yeah, last right? year was uh, hashtag be real get real. Yeah, um, uh, that's and that's but yeah. I mean, you look at last year; they were sixteen to thirteen. They were twelve points behind the Mooseheads. Mm-hmm. And they were ten to five at home, six and eight on the road. Yeah. And this year, two points behind the Mooseheads, um, nine and six at home, twelve and one on the year. So, mm-hmm. it's, I mean, you beat Cape Breton, and you're tied for first in the division. Like it's it's games you should beat. And we knew that Cape Breton was going to get better, and they were, they're a tough out. Um, and like you said on the the preview show on Sunday. They're going to add. They're going to get better. So hopefully we don't face them in the playoffs because that's a team I don't want to face. Um, I'm, we're not going to go player by player on a first half review, but if you go positionally, mm-hmm. where would you like to start in, in reviewing the first half? Would you like forwards, defense, goaltending? Where would you like? Well, I just I think we can start from the from the back and yeah. and, and work up. You know, it's uh, we we came in this year knowing that uh, what to expect from from Jacob Steinman, uh, which can be, which is not what we said last year. We didn't know anything about no. him. Uh, we, we expected Vince Filion to be our starter. And, you know, by November it was the, it was the Steinman show and it's, uh, it still is, you know, mm-hmm. it is, it is his team. And uh, I know we started the season with Maverick Welk and you know, that, uh, that didn't work out, but, you know, luckily we had Keegan Warren in our system. Oh yeah. Because he's, you know, I, I don't think you can ask for, for much more from a, from a backup, and uh, you know, here we are talking about maybe, maybe he's one of the four goalies of the prospects game. You know, it's 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 a name that's came out of nowhere, and uh, you know, it's when uh, when we picked him two years ago in the fourteenth round or whenever it was, and I was like, okay, well, this is just your prototypical. Oh, your dad played to the team. Yeah. You know, yeah. let's let's yeah. do the whole yeah. full circle thing, and 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 get and get your get your son on a, a wildcat as well. Not never. Never did I even imagine that he would, you know, get to this point to where, you know, he can go he in there on a night and yeah, right. Like aside from the COVID year, I haven't had this much confidence in our two goalies in years. You know, like I'm sitting here and I'm drawing a blank as to who backed up Rodrigue that year because I cannot even remember. Uh, lovely till Christmas, and then it was DLC, run DLC, right. right. Because then he was our twenty-year-old, yep. and, and then we acquired Philly on and played Dakota Line corners too much. Yeah, and then we got Lemieux to play yeah. too much over Philly on. And... There you go. So that's what I mean. I, but... Rodrigue and and Lund Cornish, I was happy with them, <laughs> but yeah. prior to that, it's been a few years. It's been a long time yeah. since I've had this much confidence in in the goaltending that we have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, since I've been here it was uh francis leclerc mm-hmm. and lavalet and then it was rodrigue and lavalet and then it was dlc and philly on lemieux and philly on philly on Steinman, and now keegan warren and jacob yep. Steinman. and they're both at a 900 save percentage they're both just over that keegan warren hasn't lost in regulation this year and and the biggest difference in the goaltending is the team i think believes in both guys mm-hmm. Like, I, how many nights did we come on or how many weeks did we come on last year? And it was 
well, they played great in this game, Steinman, but they didn't quite play great in, in Philly on. And yep. it just, it was like Philly on trying to stop nine grade eight chances. And it just, this year, I don't know if it's a collective effort of the defense system or what it is, mm-hmm. but yeah, whether Steinman is playing, Warren is playing, I have no doubts this team can pick up two points. Yep. And, you know, you talk about him being a 14th round pick and we did the first round together and then the second round we were at different houses and as I was getting the graphics ready, I'm like, okay, Jeremy, what's this player? What's this player? What's like, give me a one sentence. And you're like, I got nothing. I I got nothing. He's in, he's playing and he drafted him. He went Germany. to Germany and then came back, played in Yarmouth. But that's just when, aside from Riopel, and this isn't even drafting and developing, but when was the last time they had a young goaltender that they developed this, like allowed to develop in the minor leagues? Right? Got me thinking. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> Denis Duara must be loving this, uh, you know, actually having a goalie in the system that's uh, yeah. that's being developed properly. And and uh, has a legitimate chance to be our representative, which nobody saw coming in the preseason. Yeah. It was Mercier, I mean, I've it was been, Forte Drondron. I've been looking through some, some rankings, and there's probably three goalies that are ahead of them. Yeah. But, I mean, at this point, how do you not – how do you, how do you ignore him? Yeah, you know it's uh, it's it's hard. I think it'd be hard to overlook him. And you're you know you're a month away from this game, and usually the rosters come out uh, two or three weeks prior to the game. So yeah. you're twelve games before the that comes. Yeah, so he's probably going to get two or three starts. You know, in those and uh, in, in that twelve, and this is a, just not against St. John. Well, yeah, new team. They got a book on. Mm-hmm. So it's. You know, there's there's probably some goalies that yeah. that are ahead of them, but I, I just at this point I like, I don't think you can ignore him. No, you know it, it's uh, he's done everything with the exception of, of a couple out uh, of a couple occasions. It's I don't think you can overlook him. No, and I think the the best part about it too is now we're not sitting here. Um. Wanting like our players that we were looking to acquire, it wasn't a backup goaltender. You're not giving up assets to find a goaltender for Jacob Steinman, uh to back up. And and he talked about it with the goalie hug. They they push each other, and and they have a great relationship. And and so when they push each other, they both uh, they both play well. So moving on to the defenseman, um, I mean as a group, it's been adventure. We can say adventure, right? It's been an adventure. Um, <laughs> Olivia Boutin has been everything is advertised for mm-hmm. seeing this guy six times in three years. And the only two times that you play against Moncton. Um, I mean, he just, whether it was Zelensky um, or now he's been kind of playing with Forte John John, which I truly prefer. Um, I like that pair. I think Forte John John, I don't want to say needs that veteran defenseman with him, but I think it just allows him to play his game. He doesn't have to think, um, doesn't have to think about not being able to go or being defensively because his partner is kind of the same age. He can just play his style of game. But, um, you know, if you talk about how good the goaltenders have been, you kind of have to talk about how, I guess, adventurous the defense has been and how they've they've been a group together. They've played together. And knock on wood, we haven't had any injuries that kind of wreck things. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go back to this um, goaltender thing yeah. about the prospects game. So right now, the top-rated goaltender 
is uh, a kid by the name of Rearson Leanders of the Mississauga Steelheads. Yeah. Who has a 3.40 goals against and a 905 save percentage. So where does that rank right now with, with Keegan Warren? Keegan's got a three goals against average and a 902 save percentage. So right on right, right on, on par. par. Yeah. Miss, Mississauga is first in the central division. So he's you know yeah pretty much right where where Leanders is uh, on a team so that's second in the division and that's and that's you know that's the he's the only goaltender that they have ranked on this tankathon.com. Oh, I love tankathon. <laughs> <laughs> I use tankathon for the NFL and the Bucks are terrible. Yeah, so I'm like who could we get? He's the only goaltender that's that's ranked in the top uh, 50. The top is it top not even. No. You know, it goes all the way to we're past 69 and we're going into 69. Right. Oh, we'll just go everybody here. In the top 69. 69. Yeah. yeah. So, so one goaltender. One goaltender. Yeah. In, no, there's in the no top way, 70. There's no way Keegan doesn't get there. And I, and I do say he hasn't lost in regulation. He gave up the four goals against St. John. But because they didn't come back and Jacob Steinman came in, he actually took the loss for mm-hmm. that one. So that's why. But still, six and one and one with the three goals against average. And, you know, we'll get to the preview in, the, in a little bit here, but you got Bathurst, St. John, Charlottetown out of that. So, um, and then Halifax, St. John. So he's going to get, out of the 12, I think he probably gets four of the starts. Mm-hmm. Um, which, again, you know, you, we had Corey Arsenault on, and he talked about their backup goaltender got him six points last year. Yeah. Total of six points. Well, Keegan Warren's gotten us 12 already. Yeah. So you can't complain. Nope. But yeah, on the defensive side, you're right. It's been uh, it's been an adventure. Yeah. Uh, there are some nights where we're up in the media booth and we're just like, oh my god, not again. I could use a turnover. And it's like the bakery. <laughs> the bakery. You know, is as open, as yeah. concerning where we are in the standings. Yeah. You know that bakery's been open on on most nights. <laughs> yeah. You know, cooking up some some fresh yeah. turnovers, and uh, I think the difference between this year. And last year, is these turnovers aren't ending up in the back of our net as much as they did last year. Bingo. So the recovery, yeah, uh, from your mistake is 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 a lot better than than what we've seen. Yeah, I think yeah, I think you're right, and we haven't had nearly as many situations where I, I come on a live or we come on here, and I'm like talking about a, a game in the past, and it was like. Well, they couldn't get the puck out, and it was in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. The situation, all are puck movers. They're getting that first pass out of the zone. They're going off the glass and out instead of just trying to rim it around the boards and then mm-hmm. getting stuck on the half wall. And I think that's – I think you hit the nail on the head. When when there is a bakery slot open, it doesn't necessarily end up in the back of the net. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that they've been adventures. I, you you got to assume – and. Said Richie said he's looking for a nineteen year old defenseman mm-hmm. that can only help and um, but I think the fact that they've all been healthy too and they can consi- yeah. they can cons- consistently play with the same defense partner mm-hmm. uh, makes a big deal. It'll be interesting to see if Putan and um, Forte Drondron play together uh, in the second half, but I do think that is a pair that kind of like Iacenza where he got paired up with uh, Hamel after that trade and he just became a steady defenseman that yeah. got us a first round pick. Thanks, Richie. Um, I think that's kind of the trajectory that Forte John Brown will be mm-hmm. on. Uh, you look at the forward group. I will put this up. I will put this forward group up with any forward 
group, uh, or I will put this top six up against any top six in the league, mm-hmm. and it is right there. It took a bit to find that top line. We weren't sure what it was going to be. Um, but Denoyer and Loshing have found a connection. Uh, Mercy on that line. And like I said, he was the guy I wanted to have a, a bigger year playing with, getting off the fourth line and playing with talented mm-hmm. players. Not that they're all talented, but you people know what I mean. Um, and then the MCL line that has just been yep. the best, almost Miles. the best line in, in the game. Miles Mur- Miles Mur- Miles Mueller. <laughs> Miles Mueller. Miles Mueller. Uh, uh, career year. Yep. Uh, Preston Lonsbury, career year. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't say career. You know, he's only 18. You know, he's, <laughs> he's probably going to have a better year next year. Well, he, but he... Vince Clark, career year. Um, yeah. Mercier, probably going to be a career year. Uh, I'm... I'm actually glad that there's a break right now uh, because the past, the past couple of days or games, I've noticed not the same Denoye where I think he's kind of getting a little, I'm not necessarily saying fatigued of the schedule. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was sensing a I was, rookie wall. So I was sensing some frustration in his yeah. in his game uh, the past, uh, past couple of games. So, uh, this this break is hopefully going to be uh, good for him. You know, he's been passing instead of shooting. He's been shooting instead of passing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there's been frustrations. You know, there was that uh, – didn't he hit a breakaway against Bathurst or Cape Breton and lost control of the puck? Yeah, yeah, And yeah, yeah. then went to the bench and slammed a stick on the bench. Yeah. You know, there's – there's uh, that you haven't seen that from him all year. So there's no. – there's, I think there's – Maybe not necessarily the, a frustrate the, a frustration coming in, but I think the the schedule uh, is starting to catch up to him. It's uh, a lot of three and fours when you're yeah, not used to like it coming from that. He's playing a lot of hockey. He's playing top line minutes. He went to the U seventeen. U seventeen. He's got ten assists yeah. on the power play. He's playing every PP one there. Like yeah. it's he's. I think he's. I think he's getting a little tired. Yeah. Uh, so I think this this break is going to be good for him. Yeah, and then it. Like I said, I put the top six up with anyone. I mean, you saw Preston Lonsbury last year. If he doesn't, I don't say he would have been the difference maker against Halifax, but that just gives you an extra depth guy. He breaks his wrist there at the end of the year. He would have been my rookie of the year. Um, He's gotten faster. Collard, again, we saw him for nine games last year. We had no idea what he really was coming in. Um, The bottom six has been... I don't know I'm doing this with my hands because I can't think of the word. <laughs> um, it's been a bit a mixed bag. Like, sometimes they get the depth scoring. Sometimes it's not quite there on different nights. I think um, Sumpf has been an excellent addition that was free that yeah. we had no idea about. I think Gabe's been good, uh, but I think his injury kind of, you know, I, I this break is a good time for him too. Like, he's able to recharge, mm-hmm. get healthy. I don't want to say he's playing – timid or anything like that because he's still the same gay but i think coming into the season he had some expectation and he was getting better and then he got injured for almost two months and that's gonna hurt any player um glass has been good i, I think i'd like to see a little bit more from carrier up in the lineup but where yeah well right i like, think it's you know where do you put him i i don't mind gabe smith playing with with lansbury and, and clard but i also think carrier is probably your better fit yeah, for, um, for kind of what Miles does. Nothing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's it's 
Carrier and, and Miles are very similar players, but two years, three years younger. Yeah. Right. I just um, there were some opportunities where I think um, if Carrier would have been there uh, in that game against Cape Breton, there probably would have been you know a goal or two yeah. on on the board. So. And Gabe got one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. No, 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 I'm just, no, no. I'm just I'm saying like he got one, which is good. Because I just he's, I he's think, had chances on that line. I think Carrier's a better fit. Yeah, I do too. In that spot when when uh, when Mueller's gone. Yeah, yeah. I think he's. I I, I would agree. When I when those lines came out, I was a little surprised that uh, he was there. Um, and and the fourth line. I mean, Samson Delorier. They're they're not getting into the lineup every game, but when they are getting into the lineup, they are making. Mm-hmm. impacts um so it's it's good to have the depth we have we have more depth than i think we did last year um now it's just about adding that piece or two um that kind of keeps them level with halifax but maybe does some damage because like i said a couple weeks ago this team kind of has the expectation to get to that third round. And right now um, you're looking at a first round series with Cape Breton. And then if all the top seeds win, Moncton will head to Halifax uh, in a seven game series and not have home ice. So Bring it on. yeah, you kind of having home ice against Halifax will be real nice. Um, and like you said, Cape Breton is going to move up. So you kind of, if you know you're going to, Face Halifax because no one's catching Bay Como uh, in that second round. You would like a five-game series. Why do you think I want them to win the division? Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. You want that five-game series in the first round, though. Yeah. You want that the the Bathurst or the St. John that nice, yeah. easy travel. And that's why I want it, to win it's the playoffs, division. so it's not going to be an easy series. But um, you want a, a less physical series than they had uh, last year against Bay Como. So um, second half preview. Yeah. We kind of touched on it last week. This is going to be a tough second half for this team. I'm looking uh, forward to it. Yeah, I, no, you know, I know. There's We're some gonna... there's some games on this schedule that I'm 100% looking forward to. Yeah. Um, uh, weird little wrinkle. They get Ramuski here on the 13th, and then they get they go to Ramuski on the 20th. So mm-hmm. they get them in a week. Um, the road trips, I think, in the second half are going to be tougher than the road trips were in the first half. Blaineville, Victoriaville, and Ramuski. So. Depending if Charlo's there, he's going to make Blaineville better. Those are um, three and three, though. That's, that's the three and four. And yeah. then Bacomo, Shakutami, and Drummondville. Um, I think that one's a little bit tougher because you go from the big guys to Shakutami mm-hmm. to a team that pumped you 11 to 1 in their barn, which yeah. is one of the tougher barns. But um, I think those two Quebec road trips, team wise, are a little bit tougher than the, the road trips that we had um, in the first half. No, for sure. I mean, I think the uh, the first one that's going to be, uh, you know, mid January. It's it's just uh, you know the Blaineville one. They're going to be selling off some pieces, but yes, they will have Shiarlo. Yeah. Or they're going to go and flip Shiarlo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Which is very well, which I think is going to happen. Why not maximize the value twice? Yes. Because uh, why in the world do they do they need Shiarlo? They <laughs> don't. Know. No. Right, it's it's. I think they're they're just gonna go and flip them. There's your there's your. Hey Kyle Hagen, you want to be a starter in Blaineville? Why not? There you go. Yeah, yeah that would be Russo and Ciarlo and and Rouen. Oh. Like, 
maybe we should have maybe we should have thought of that before we changed our picks. You know, like <laughs> yeah. get it get it yeah. in me. You yeah, know, exactly. like that's, that's, you can't ask for a better. No. A better if you're listening, there, if you're listening, uh, Ryan, you're welcome. That's I mean, yeah. And then uh, you can easily Ryan can easily have one of those one of those guys back next year as a goalie and go yeah. flip the other one somewhere else. You yeah, know exactly. Or by that time, you know, one of them maybe. William Rousseau is playing pro, and then Chiarlo can play a twenty in in Rouet. You know, it's it's it's. I don't see Chiarlo sticking in Blainville very long. No, you know, I think this is just an opportunity for them to say, "Thank you for the first round pick. Let's go give me another one." Blainville legend Olivier Charlo. Well, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do we play Rouen home and away? No, we already paid them in the first half, didn't we? Play them on the road. Do we not play them at home? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did. Yeah, there it is. All right, after yeah, the, yeah. But I cross the, them. I cross them out as the games go, so I don't see them in the second half. But yeah, Bay Como, and then and then that's oh the be a Corey tough Crawford one. game. Yeah, it was yeah. rent too. Bay Como, um, and then a day off, and then Shakutami and Johnville. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a tough one. Yeah. Um. But uh, no. The other than that, it's just Maritimes. You know, there's two Quebec road trips, and that's Gatineau comes in. That's about it. Yeah. That's literally sure your second half. Comes yeah. In. yeah. Other than that, the always boring maritime teams. Yeah. It's Which it's is why, Mister Shakini, we should go to sixty games and get rid of the March schedule. That's all maritime teams. Yeah. Just end it. Start playoffs in March. Like just end it. But um, the team like twelve and zero or twelve and one on the road. That's why I'm excited to see the second half schedule mm-hmm. because you're going to get a test on the road. Um, the home schedule is, I think. The home schedule is a little bit easier than the road schedule, but they got uh, what do they got? Two against Halifax in January, two against Halifax in February, and two against Halifax in March. Those are going to be some big games, um, and uh, only almost, one of them. You've is, almost got to win four of those. Yeah, only four one of them the is back to back, and yeah. that's the that's the February uh, family, day the family Day weekend. Three yeah. o'clock in Halifax, two o'clock back here on the Monday. Um, but yeah, that's. That you have to, I think you, I think you're right. You got to go at minimum three and three, but you, no, you, you got to get you four. Go. We're two points behind. We're two points behind them. So you've, you've got to, you can't, you can't go and even, even it up. You've got to win four of six because that's your two points right there. Fair. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's, if you're going to catch them, you've got to win four to of those it. six, yeah, yeah. at least four of those six. Yeah. I was just, I was more thinking, Hey, we're going to, take advantage of their guys being gone at the world juniors but they're going to add before they get there so they're going to get better they're going to have a backup goaltender by the time they uh by the time they get better or by the time Rousseau comes back and then obviously i mean he's not going to be playing till at least the 14th so that that one on the 5th uh or the 6th of january that has to be a w because you're going to get whoever milner or whoever they acquire and if it's saint hilaire you're facing Milner. That that has to be two points minimum yeah. because you're either going to face Russo or St. Hilaire or Russo or Chiarlo or whoever they go Fleming. get. Fleming, whatever. Yeah. If, if And they're they go, not going to start their backup against Moncton. No. You know, no. The, the, the only game they're going to start their backup against Moncton is January 6th. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Every, every other game we're going to get Russo or a quality level backup uh, that they have. But, um, yeah, I, I think this team can catch Halifax. I'm with you, and I think they uh, they can they will be second in the division or second in the conference. And, Let's look at uh, Halifax's schedule. All right, where are they going in the second half? 
They gave, nowhere. Uh, no, I mean their their maritime schedule is pretty much going to be the same. Yeah, you know it's the same, uh, the same just a boring, crappy maritime team schedule. That's why the first half was awesome because we got a lot of Quebec teams early on, but then you realize, oh, we're gonna get a lot of maritime teams. And hopefully, Cape Breton does enough that you know they can steal a couple games against Halifax in the second half. Yeah. That's kind of what you want. I am pumped that one of the Moncton games is the uh, 94 jersey of Halifax. Mm. Good on them for the retros. I think that's awesome. So they go Charlottetown, Cape Breton, Cape Breton. So yeah. Halifax has a Victoriaville and Drummondville back-to-back on February 1st and 2nd, which will be yeah. extremely hard. They got uh, Quebec and Chicoutimi. Uh, I'm just looking at Quebec teams. Quebec and Chicoutimi at home, and they got Shawinigan. That's, that's a tough road trip. And they got oh, Sherbrooke, oh. Gatineau, Quebec. course they do um Ooh, five in a row in a home or six in a row at home holy yeah. but that's... yeah that's so there's there they'll be in tough you know that victoriaville at victoriaville and at Germanville will be a tough uh road trip for them because that's two teams that are going to be you know right there yeah and uh and even and, swinging that's a three and three yeah so that that game after two very tough games mm-hmm. um and then they go to sherbrooke gatineau and quebec which should be that should be three wins for Halifax. Three wins for Halifax. Yeah, three and four. I mean, it, whatever it is, the bus, the long bus trip. So maybe Sherbrooke catches them by surprise because they're yeah. not thinking. Of, maybe they take a team by surprise there. But um, yeah, it's and then they get six at home and they finish with Moncton, Halifax, or Moncton, St. John, St. John. We finish with St. John, Bathurst, Bathurst. So yeah. so we you know there there needs to be four of six against Halifax yeah. in the second half, and there needs to be uh, a couple. Cape Breton needs to steal a couple. Yeah, I think against Halifax, and I think if that's if that's if that happens, I think we can. I think we've got a a pretty clear track to the uh, division. Yeah, yeah, and it, it also depends on what Richie adds because yep. you know Halifax is adding. You know they're under pressure to add, um, so it definitely depends on what he adds. And is it, this team is good enough to compete against them? Like yep. even if he doesn't add, and they kind of do, this team the way they're playing. On a, on a good night, the way they're going in the top six, they can compete with Halifax all all season. But mm-hmm. it'll be it, – I think it'll come down to the final couple weeks like you kind of anticipated last year. Um, I think we're going to look at some very, very important games on March 10th and March 16th uh, against Halifax. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. That's uh, – March 16th is the – you know, that's your – you're, you'll have a back-to-back against events Halifax and Cape Breton. You know those are those are gonna be two important games I think to close the season out. And if we're lucky, if we're lucky, we can have everything secure by the time that game comes around on the twentieth against St. John. If we're lucky, like playoff spot, like division. Oh, like division. I was like, man, we're gonna catch a playoff spot by like this team doesn't have a playoff spot by March first. We're in trouble. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. I mean, like, but no, I, I, it's, it's three games to end the season, two against, one against St. John, two against Bathurst, I think would be a good time to yeah. rest some bodies and, and, uh, kind of be healthy for, for the first round. So, yeah, because Halifax, that's my, that's my target. That's my goal. That's my team goal for you, Wildcats. <laughs> Have the division won by March the 20th. So Halifax has the same dates that we do. So we play Cape Breton on the 14th at home. They play Charlottetown at home on the 14th. Mm-hmm. Then a day off. 
then they come here. So um, it's good that we're not being on a back-to-back. Like, it's not we're catching them on a back-to-back or there. It'll be two teams that played, rest, and play again, and uh, finish this thing off. Are you ready for everyone's favorite part? Of the show, sir. I think so. Unless you've got anything a, else is, you want to talk about. This has about. actually been a lot quicker episode than I was expecting. So this is <laughs> I, I looked, I know, I just looked at the clock and went, oh man, we are cruising we through are. because, look, there was no trades for us to well, that's analyze. It. Like, yeah. I was fully expecting when I... Got, I was expecting to be here till 9.30. Well, I need to eat. I'll but. be in bed by 9.30. <laughs> I, yeah, when I put these things together, I'm like, well, we'll have the Maritime Preview on this week and we'll have a lot of trades and then... We'll get the show, and we'll have other trades to discuss. Mm-hmm. And Moncton a couple times, or ha- and radio silence. So you're killing us, league, killing <laughs> us. Um, all right, let's get to uh, everyone's favorite part of the show. Eric Maria Realtor, buy a house from him. Stick tap of the week. Oh, here it is. <laughs> so that's like, uh, are you gonna go or yes. Uh, stick tap, right? <laughs> So um, yes, there's, there's. That's why I didn't keep you here for like when, when three we hours. when we started this show uh, six or seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, our goal was to build a relationship with the organization. We've tried, we've tried, and we've tried, and we failed, and we failed, and we failed. Not on our own, not because of us. Not because of us. Uh, this year does seem to be a little different. We we seem to have a, you know, a good. Um, good two-way communication with the organization with Michelle and with Richie and um, you know I've been able to you know uh, see the game and experience the game in a different way yep. you know it's uh, being able up being upstairs and uh, you can see a lot better while you're up there you can see who's causing those turnovers <laughs> uh, but no honestly um, it's it's been fun and so I wanted to give the stick tap to you know, to Michelle and, and, to, and to Richie for, uh, you know, for allowing us the access that um, that we've had so far this year. And uh, I think uh, a lot can be um, attested to us, Adam, doing that trip to Sherbrooke mm-hmm. on our own, you yeah. know, on our own accord, yeah. on our own, uh, our own pocketbook um, to prove to them that, you know, we are willing to uh, travel, you know thousands of kilometers to cover this team <laughs> yeah. if it means you know getting the access that we feel we deserve and uh i think we're you know we're finally getting it uh we kind of joked uh, a couple weeks ago about um putting those uh three sisters uh couch seats yeah uh, couch to good use and maybe doing a new segment with a couple of the players called lounging around with adam and jeremy yes and uh or it was just uh obviously very professional but you know um a lot more off the ice conversations instead yeah. of oh uh, how was it out there and and yeah. uh you know what, what did you see from your team and what happened on this goal yeah. and this and that something that's a lot of more um which is why we try to loosen them up with a fun question yeah like christmas movies yeah. or halloween candy and so we've got we've got ideas so yeah. um hopefully these are ideas that we can you know run by them in the future and uh, obviously, with the draft coming up uh, in in June, you know, we we'd love to be able to work with them even closer. If if that mm-hmm. means you know doing interviews with the picks as soon as they're you know they're done meeting at the table and, and all this other stuff, and the team can share that to their uh, to their social medias. It's uh, you know there's 
if I have to rent a tuxedo from Moore's uh, to play the part of a professional, you know, reporter, I will do that. You know, I I, I thought I looked pretty sharp in Sherbrooke. Damn um, sharp, bro. Considering the suit jacket was about three sizes too small. Uh, yeah. But uh, no, I, I, this has pretty much been a stick tap that I've wanted to do for a while. And I, I thought yeah. maybe uh, uh, why not do it for the first half review and second half preview. And so to Michelle and Richie, this bubbly's for you. The Stick Tap of the Week, sponsored by Eric Murray Real Estate with the Remax Avante team. If you're looking to buy or sell a home in the greater Moncton or surrounding area, make sure to check him out on social media or give him a call at 506-863-8802. It is actually bubbly. Uh, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, hashtag not a sponsor. Yeah. Um, be a great sponsor, though. Oh, oh my God. Imagine Michael Bublé singing our our anthem. Well, we had we had that random band that tagged us on That's Instagram. That's true. Big things in 2024. I went. I'm sorry. What? Um, Some country singer out of Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that was a that was a perfect um, stick tab, and that's what I've. That's the goal I've been working towards um, since day one of this thing, um, and it doesn't happen without you mm-hmm. um, being with me. Every step of the way, whether it's 39 weeks in here or it's to Quebec or it's to Sherbrooke or at some point on a Quebec road trip. But, I mean, you look at the first part of the schedule and we missed, I think, one game because of this access. And the rest of the division has been great for us, but we just knew we had to get over that hurdle. And I think, like you said, the draft was our training ground. And I kind of knew things flipped when like, we got the Denway interview. That was great. But when Michelle came to us to see if we wanted Bhutan before they left, I was like, okay, I think things have kind of switched. And, yeah, the access has been unbelievable. The goal is still to be the official podcast. The goal (laughs) is still to have Mr. Robert Irving on the show. That is the gold standard interview. Um, But, yeah, Richie and Michelle have been unbelievable, whether I kind of forget to email early for an interview and she makes it happen still. Or whether those two banter back and forth underneath the uh, underneath by the players' entrances because they're waiting for players to come out for me to interview because guess what I work on their schedule they don't work on mine but yeah it's been such a different atmosphere it's been it's been fun to go to the rink and experience this from a uh, from a different view and hopefully um, you guys have all enjoyed our coverage that we've had through where are you going do you want to go to Ramuski on the twentieth yeah. It's on a Saturday. Yeah. You just... At 5 o'clock? It's only five and a half hours away. Wildcast road trip, everyone. We're going to Ramuski. Well, I mean, weather permitting. Weather I mean, permitting. That's the worst part about some of these trips. We'd love to do Quebec trips, but usually when they happen, they're in January. I was wondering where you were looking, but... Man, the good old days is when the Wildcats Booster Club did fan bus trips. And they just don't exist anymore. No, they don't. And those were the days. Like you yeah. could, it was forty five dollars for to go to Charlottetown, which included your ticket because it was forty five because of the bridge. A St. John bus trip was twenty five dollars. Yeah, I think my first and only bus trip was the uh, game five against Blaineville. Yeah, uh, when they had to play in Fredericton, mm-hmm. and it was like it was I think it was thirty five dollars or forty dollars, yeah. including your your ticket to the game but 
Yeah. I mean, you put a nice bus trip together with the... You know what? Someone should organize something for February 18th in Halifax at 3 o'clock. Yeah. If, if this team is competing with Halifax, send a contingent down to that game. And that that should be a staple rivalry game for the league, for the scheduling. Like, put the opening weekend in Cape Breton, like, two against them, and then whatever, they come here. You've got the uh, New Year's Eve game. That family day should be a home-and-home with a team in the Maritimes, and I think it should be with Halifax. Put a bus trip together for that. But, yeah, I got no problem going to Michigan on the 20th, weather permitting. Because we ain't going to Victoriaville on the Thursday. (laughs) No, we'd have to be, I mean... We'd have to leave Friday after work. The the slightest bit of snow. I'm not because that's it's the 11 is just a one. It's a one way highway. Like it's if anything scares the crap out of me, it's one way highways. (laughs) So like it would need to be like December 18th weather. Oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Little less rain, little less wind, um, and this kind of uh, this kind of weather. But you know, media wise, uh, you're looking at it. Halifax, uh, St. John on the Sunday when we could go there. Um, we're going to try, and hopefully we have a playoff series against St. John playoff series would be awesome uh-huh. because we could be at every game like for the playoffs. And I think that would be, that would be something, uh, very cool, but let's get back to the Wildcast Wildcat of the week presented by Rosemary Lynn massage, which right now they have the December special. You don't have many days left. Um, They've got the book a pedicure and get a manicure for $25 December special. Uh, they also have the loyalty card where you uh, book nine spa services. You get one for free. If you want to take advantage of either of those deals, call or book appointment at 506-830-1224 or book them in person at 1224 Mountain Road. This one's pretty easy. Um, we talked about them in the review uh, in the weekly rewind. Um, he's the reason we got a point against Cape Breton. He had a second shutout of the season, um, which I kind of thought was going to be a shutout to start the season and a shutout to bookend this, the first half for him. Um, but 76 saves out of 79 shots over the past two games. The reason we got a point against Cape Breton, it kept us two points uh, back from Halifax. Um, he was the Q player of the Q goalie of the week. He is a Wildcats Wildcat of the week. It's number one. You're starting goaltender. Jakob Steinman. Um, and uh, now my favorite part of the show, second favorite part. Gift exchange! <laughs> we didn't do this last year. We did this this year because, well, I was in a store and I saw something for Mr. Jeremy. And uh, I thought, you know what? Oh, yeah. It's not chocolates. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> Is this age appropriate for kids? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was be Is this age appropriate yes. for kids? <laughs> I never know what you're going to get. This is the best part of the show. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Christmas. Yeah, Toilet, some... golf. <laughs> Toilet golf. Toilet <laughs> golf. <laughs> All right, I got to go. I got to use this, but no. That's awesome. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Thank you. 
school. I like how on... Looks uh, like me. Yeah, a little bit. I wasn't sure if you're... I was, like... I was, I've had that for a while, and I was like, oh, is he still a Blue Jays fan with no Shohei Itani? Oh, yeah. But, uh, no, I... Uh, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, I gotta get this for Jeremy for the show. I didn't get you a card. That's from Layla. That's the family card thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks. This is awesome. No, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, it's funny, yesterday you showed me, like, here's your gift. It arrived at my house. Yes. I, uh... 20 minutes after we started the show. It's true. Yeah, it came, uh... We were recording our show, and I checked my camera, and... Oh, there it was. There. Yep. All right, well, that will do it for the episode. Um, again, thanks to Alpha Supply and Solutions for being the show sponsor, as well as um, sponsoring all our post-game shows. Uh, right now, they got the Boxing Week Kitchen and Savings event. Save $150 when you purchase two qualifying kitchen appliances or $300 when you purchase three. Uh, as well, the Boxing Week Laundry Savings Event. Save $100 uh, before taxes when you purchase two eligible Whirlpool or Maytag laundry appliances consisting of one washer, one dryer. That is now till January 3rd. Um, and to all of you fan listeners, kind of touched on it, for tuning into the first half of the season, um, enjoying what we do. We say it every year at this time of the year. We don't have a show. Without you, um, you make this worth it. And uh, just, yeah, thanks for being there every week at the games. Um, just being fans. And we're mm-hmm. going to look to have some merch in the second half um, so that you can show your support for for our wonderful, uh, wonderful podcast. But please, first and foremost, have a safe, happy holidays. A Merry Christmas with your loved ones. If you're listening to this after Christmas, have a safe, happy New Year. Um, the game on the 31st against Charlottetown. They've got uh, a game at four. They got beers, um, and they've got the same thing as they did last year—the family fest. Lots of beers. <laughs> Have you ever seen the uh, the video of the kid uh, in the Stone Cold music that steps in the hot tub and smashes the glass <laughs> bottles and drinks one of them and puts glass all in the hot tub? <laughs> Every time I think of, have you seen that? No. Okay, I gotta show it to you after because it's awesome. Um, yeah, I was going to smash another glass. But, um, yeah, if you're going to that game, they're going to have the same thing downtown, um, a fan fest, fireworks, go to the hockey game, um, get drunk with Jeremy, and, uh, you know, pick his brain. And hopefully we have some trades to discuss by the time we get back. So we were going to do two episodes. We have jammed it into all in one, so you can either listen to it all at once, divide it up the way you want. We will be back January 10th. Um, so there will be five games done by the time we get back. Bathurst and John Charlottetown, Halifax and St. John. Um, and we'll have a world junior champion. And we'll have a world junior champion. We will. Um, again, success to Miles Mueller uh, with Hop Suisse. Uh, Julius Sumpf with Team Germany. Um, I don't even know when they play, which is... Kicks off Boxing Day. Yeah. No, no. I meant when the actual, like when their first, like when their games play Atlantic time. I did look at the Canadian schedule and had to convert it into Alberta time. 6.30 in the morning. Oh, yes. On uh, on Boxing Day as they take on, I believe, Finland uh, at 9.30 Atlantic time. It's a tough start. Yeah. And it's a, that's a very tough start. So, um, Jeremy, you have a safe flight. You too. To Ontario. Yeah. We're both going to be out of the city for. This is your captain speaking. <laughs> Uh, All right, guys. For Jeremy, I'm Adam. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wildcast Podcast. Follow us on social media at Moncton Wildcast.